Welcome to another edition of Those Muckrakers, episode 41. We're still going. <laughs> we're still here. Uh, uh, Much like America, we're kind of still here, but uh, yeah. Jesus, can we take a break from being America? Let's be Canada for a bit. That would be nice. I, man, so the midterms just happened and like, I don't know. I feel like they must have felt after like uh, one of those Civil War battles where, you know, because in, in the beginning of the Civil War, remember that everybody was like, I'll tell you what, we'll whip those rabs with uh, with four of our Yankee soldiers and have them running within 90 days. And then you get, like, the facts and figures back from the war, and it's like, 30,000 killed. You're like, 30,000 what? Um, and, and, like, it's all, it's inconclusive, and it's just like, okay, well, did we win or lose? Well, I don't know. Uh, both people shot each other until 30,000 were dead in the cornfield. Did, well, do we own the cornfield? No, we both surrendered. <laughs> So uh, he's Pete and I'm Pat, and we will um, we'll start off today's episode with a Wesley quote. Are you ready? I would thought you were waiting on me to quote Wesley, and I'm like, I I got I got I was not prepared for this. <laughs> oh, I met those of our society who had votes in the ensuing election. Oh ha! They advised and advised them one to vote without fear reward for the person they judged the most worthy, and two to speak no evil of the person they voted out against. Oh ha! And three, to take care their spirits were not sharpened against those that voted on the other side. That's John Wesley, 1770. Oh, I was like, did our friend Wesley actually say all this? Because I I believe he has the capacity to. I just can't imagine him going on that long without going. And to vote without fear of making a fart. Oh, <laughs> oh and then to vote without oh, a bird. And then he chases it off. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have approximately, or I have approximately 10,000 years worth of uh, notes just from this last week alone. And at first it begins with all these things that happened before the midterm elections, which we just survived. And then there's the midterms itself, like the build up to it, because that day itself was approximately 10 weeks long. And so at the start of the day, we were different people than we were by the middle of the day. And we were, again, very different, vastly different. Not a cell of our, bo- our original bodies from that morning remained by that late afternoon when the first votes began to be tallied up whenever they began to call it you know time time's up on the east coast and now central and etc let me let me go back we for... were different we were so many different people throughout the course of that day and then none of that matters because the very next day something else happened that just sort of yeah. made every ounce well, of that be uh, irrelevant forgotten in the wind let me go back for a second before you go on to just start quoting kansas uh with your whole, I close my eyes only for a moment and the midterms are gone. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with that. You're not familiar with Dust in the Wind? No. Really? You are. Oh, man. All right. We'll have to talk about that uh, later okay. on after the podcast. Um, Remind but... me about it and I'll look it up. Right yeah, now? Go ahead. I was like, right no, now? No, no. Uh, I mean, <laughs> later. I like... If you remind me now, it <laughs> like... doesn't. I know it as much now as I know it now. I, I need love, to know it then as much as I know it now. I love our podcast. That's how memory works. We're so just off right now. <laughs> our podcast is like two old deaf men with dementia sitting on a park bench. Yeah, and that, just, welcome to 2018. And one person's talking, and the other person's been talking for about five minutes, and the guy is talking to you goes, Huh? What? What was that? 
I'm not in Kansas. No. I said, ducks. I said, have you, have you heard of the band Kansas? The billionaires. The billionaire <laughs> ducks. Um, so right in the public bus to go back because uh, um, like a lot of people don't understand like the, I guess the purpose and the importance of midterms. So the midterm elections basically in um, in any president's first term, the midterms uh, are kind of a reflection on him and how his party's doing. And usually, what will happen is no matter the president, um, oh. you'll see a, a a bit of a, a backlash. Their party will lose seats, possibly even lose control of the Senate or lose control of the House. Um, so back and forth, right? And there's a lot of governorships and stuff that are, are decided midterm, right? So, uh, this, this, uh, this year's midterms, everybody was like, uh, the blue tsunami's coming! It's gonna be a blue wave! And I was afraid that it wouldn't be. Um, and... I was afraid that everything would just stay red. Like, I mean, let's say the Russians hacked the election again and just kept everything red. Who's gonna stop them? Yeah. Not the people in charge, because the people in charge enjoy being you know, given all this power. They're already spending all their time cheating to win every race they possibly can. So like um freaking what's his name? Kent is it Kent or Kemp? Kemp. Either way, the Kemp. And Georgia beat Stacey Abrams by roughly the number of votes he suppressed. Right. Yeah, the governor, with, um, yeah. By purging voter rolls. So of this, her likely voters. So much like a civil war battle where people did not understand why, you know, 30,000 men died in a cornfield that was not an important military objective. Um, because, you know, back in the day, battles were won like, ah, oh, we took St. Louis. And like, so people can understand that. But when people are like, oh, man, uh, a quarter of the army that didn't have diarrhea got shot to death in a cornfield that had no strategic importance. The, the midterms at first felt it didn't feel it didn't feel like a complete loss but it, it didn't feel like the win that was predicted you know because everybody was so confident and so sure that we were gonna we were gonna take the house and we were gonna take some some of the senate back and these these governor races in like georgia and and florida and that were gonna happen and what happened was the republicans maintained control of the senate and i believe they gained two or three seats um if you're talking about the senate it's still not yeah, I mean, they're going to gain a couple seats, but it's still not totally called across the board. Like, results are still coming in. Yeah, um, they, so, uh, um, they, took a couple, to... they took a couple key governorships, which disappointed me, especially in states in, like, Florida, I believe Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia. Um, it, was, it was razor thin, though. And in Texas, Ted fucking Cruz is still around, and I was so happy. I wanted to see him, I wanted to see him go away. Uh, yeah, like, uh, that B2 guy, which everyone... He was... A rock star to many people because he came out of nowhere and he was challenging Ted Cruz in deep red yeah. Texas for control of the Senate ship. And he got really close, all things considering, but Texas ain't exactly known for voting blue. So, And that's mostly because of you know horrific voter suppression laws out yeah. there. So we, I mean, in essence, in a heavily... Uh, heavily partisan, uh, partisanly drawn map. If you look at the numbers, Democrats won overwhelmingly by the numbers, but because of the way yeah. things are gerrymandered. If you want to know how bad gerrymandering is, back in uh, 2010, uh, two years after Barack Obama became president, the House flipped from blue to red, and it flipped by about 60 seats went red, right? Right. So it overwhelmingly went to the Republicans 
uh, two years into Obama's presidency. Fast forward to 2018, the exact same seats are now up for election again, and significantly more, like 16% more Democrat voters voted for Dems than GOP voters voted for GOP right. back in 2010, right? So the proportionate and the actual numbers of people today in 2018 much much higher than the numbers were in 2010 and literally half the seats around 30 flipped to blue right so so with way fewer votes they got 60 seats we got way more we got 30 seats that's how ridiculously bad gerrymandering is that's how many seats the gop stole yeah and like i said uh we were talking earlier i don't know how to fix gerrymandering the way we draw the districts to give a specific side an advantage because well, there are laws on the books. Like it's illegal what North Carolina does. How how badly? Yeah, they North, draw North it. Carolina is so gerrymandered that like there's a college campus that's like split in half. Like it's crazy. Yeah, so I'm waiting they, for the day in have... which things get gerrymandered so bad that like there's only half a Democratic vote in each district. Yeah, but like right now there's um, 14 seats in North Carolina, and with 50-50 voting Dem and GOP, which is what we got this time, right? We got yeah. 50% Democrat voters, 50% voting for Republicans, and the results were 11 of those seats went to the Republicans, 3 went to the Democrats. That doesn't sound like a 50-50 split to me. That sounds like yeah. uh, an illegal level of gerrymandering, and it sounds that way because it is because the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, has already ruled that that is illegal. However, whenever you don't, and whenever a nation does not enforce its laws, because apparently the entire Republican Party is above the law, you know what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. If you don't enforce the laws, then they get to just keep it's, committing crimes and stealing seats. Like it's like doing. someone. It's like someone yelled. Uh... Someone, I was talking to somebody about uh, you know, the stuff with the border. Uh, somebody who's deeply uh, Republican, and they go, "Well, we have to enforce the laws because we don't have laws. It's a nation of chaos." And I go, "Yeah, you're absolutely right. And let's enforce all the laws. I'm fine with that. Like, um, if we're gonna enforce the laws, then let's enforce the laws. Let's not gerrymander. Let's not allow people to, you know, break the law." But the good news yeah. is that the uh, the Democrats did take the House, which I'm excited about because that means that uh, Maxine Waters is going to be in charge of the um, uh, what is the the group that's in charge of like finance stuff? Yeah, the fi- um, finance something committee. Yeah, so so they can actually subpoena Trump's tax returns. Uh, yes, that... they can hound him every day for the rest of his presidency. As soon as January gets here, they're going to be badgering the shit out of him. If you think his twits, twits, his twit, his tweets are unhinged now, wait until he's being investigated daily. We already saw his tweets go. We already saw him become unhinged, and they haven't even sworn in yet. Um, <laughs> like we, we've seen him in person going unhinged because the day after the. Um, the midterms he decided to give a press conference where he just ranted and raved and paced around the stage and was just out of his mind belligerent and so like no no look you take care of your shit i take care of america okay i'll be president Ooh, you do your thing you'll have better higher ratings if you do yeah so the was, the press he, he was a maniac the press was getting real like just real on him like because the thing is even when he answers a question um he he answers like a high he school. Give a, yeah, yeah, he doesn't give a real answer. He answers like a high school student writes an essay who doesn't know about the topic, and he just kind of talks in a circular, like 
but he never actually says anything. And he got really mad at this press conference. Uh, I was just like, you disgusting. Nope. Uh, I like I like your analysis of it when you're like, he was yelling at, was it Jim Acosta? He was like, yeah. you're, you're a very rude person. Disgusting. Patter, patter, patter. Runs away. Then comes back. Absolutely disgusting. Patter, patter. Come back. Oh, right, right, yeah. uh, I said, you're, you're so gross. You're so disgusting. You're just, uh, mm, uh, patter, 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 patter. <laughs> Patter, 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 patter. Nah, I just, I can't take it. I can't believe. No, uh-uh, no, wrong girlfriend. Okay, sad. Um, so now, uh, what's, so what's happening is, um, a White House intern tried to take the mic away from Jim Acosta, and he, like, didn't give her the mic, uh, which yeah, because was... it's his mic. It's CNN's mic. Like that's not her shit. Oh, her I didn't. Shit. I didn't know like... that was CNN's mic. I thought the White House just had a mic that, like, they no, shared. Like... These are wealthy organizations. They all have their own microphones. They have their own equipment calibrated to uh, their own needs. That, that's his mic. So the, she, the, she was just trying to steal his shit. So the intern tried to take it away, and he was like, nope. And, like, you know, like, kind of hung on he to said, it. He said, excuse me, ma'am. And yeah. then, so she went and sat down. So now they're talking about the White House has taken away his press credentials uh, because they, they said they he... Tried, yeah, they tried to say he attacked her or he shoved her or whatever. And... Sarah Hucka Sanders tweeted a video from in, a doctored video from Infowars that made it look like he was karate chopping her. Right? Yeah. He did not do that. That's fucking. That's actual fake news. Okay. Well, Sad. That goes all the way back to this idea, and we I talked a little about this earlier about like, what is the role of the press and how he feels that he's treated. They keep if they would stop saying bad things about him, he would be he would be nice and he wouldn't go after them. But if you do bad things, the press is going to say bad things about you. Right. See, here's how it works. Trump wants to just walk around uh, committing crimes and everyone say, you're such a good boy. You're a big boy. You did that all by yourself. You went boom, boom successfully. You didn't even make a mess this time. And he wants to be like, yay, and then I killed all the Mexicans. Yeah, you did a great job. Yay, yeah. me. Well, like I was saying, I'm listening but to But they're this. not going to do that. They're actually going to hold him accountable for his bullshit and be like, yeah, you pooped on the carpet again. Bad dog. No, you're being mean to me. Be nice. I'm listening. I'm listening the to role what is the role of the press? The role of the press is to hold power to account, and he's the most powerful person. I think the, in the role world. of the press is just to shit on anybody who, like, uh, and rightfully so, like. But they aren't even shitting. They're being very fair to him. They're just asking him a question. Why are you calling, you know, shoeless orphans terrorists? Yeah. Uh, what, what, because like, why are you making life hard for people? Why are you lying and saying this, this is a military thing? This fucking forty-five hour uh, Ulysses S. Grant documentary I'm listening to. Nobody in the world was maligned more than Grant, like, and he was doing well, a good job. I'll um, grant you that one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and they're like that's a problem. I mean, like the press shit all over Lincoln, and like, uh, they and they both, you know, they both made mistakes, uh, you know, during their time. But the whole point is, yeah, that's what the press does. They're not there to be your friend. Like, if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. You know. And yeah. they, they like to say, oh, we've... Uh, these are juvenile questions anyway. Like These are things that anyone should be able to answer. Yeah. Um, and so but there's... he can't because he's not used to having to... Um, he's not used to people actually questioning him. Because I've actually seen seasons of The Apprentice. I've seen one season. And I tried to watch another one, but I, anyway, never mind. I've seen seasons of The Apprentice, and there, in the boardroom sections of the show, nobody questioned him. What they said was, "Well, you could do this, or you could do this." Oh, I, I don't, I don't envy being in your position. You're, you, you have such a hard decision to make right here. What are you gonna do? 
that's yeah. what he's used to, right? He's used to everyone sucking up to him and saying what a hard job he has to do and how amazing his ideas are, etc. And every, oh, you're always right, Mr. Trump. Why? By the way, he loves being called Mr. Trump. So if you ever see him in person, don't call him that. If I ever see him in person, I'm going to try to go the other way because I feel like this ends with me possibly saying some things that could end up with me being arrested. <laughs> yeah, just well, hashtag walk away. Um, I don't, because I don't know if you can yell at the president. Why are you such a prick? Um, I, 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 I guess you can, but I don't, I, I don't know. Man. I would be scared of the uh, Secret Service just attacking me. Cause... How does the? You got to think. No one thinks about that. How does the Secret Service feel <laughs> during all of this? Like he makes their jobs ridiculous. I, he doesn't want to. I'll wanna... tell you. I'll tell you how they feel. He walked around with toilet paper stuck to his shoe for twelve hours, and nobody told him, "Hey, you have toilet paper stuck to your shoe." <laughs> they fucking hate him. There is no way anyone. There's no way he has a friend present at all if he's able to just walk around with toilet paper stuck to a shoe embarrassing himself like that that's true you know i don't have a team of elite bodyguards following me and i even i uh have people that would go hey you have toilet paper stuck to your shoe yep also just as a side note i don't understand how that happens like that's a movie trope that i never got i'm like what, do, which one do people always get like do do perpetual losers always get toilet paper stuck to their shoes like that's never happened to me Huh. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, I've never had toilet paper stuck to my shoe. But if I was you, unaware of it and no one pointed it out, then when it you go to the when you go point. to the bathroom, are you just throwing toilet paper down and like nesting around the toilet? I don't get how that happens. No, nah, no. Nah, like I, uh, I'm very careful about where I step, especially when I go to a public toilet. That dude never has to use a public toilet. That's the other thing. Okay. Also, maybe it's weird too because sure. like when I go to the bathroom, like I got to get comfortable. Like if I'm wearing a suit, like. The tie's got to come off. The jacket's got to come off. Like, maybe that's why I don't get toilet paper stuck to my shoe. Could be. Could be. You know? I like to put on a smoking jacket. I like to get comfortable. You know, I haven't even looked at my uh, notes today. Oh, right. Uh, another thing. I, uh, I looked up a, uh, a chart of who controlled the house over the years. And people keep saying, you know, two years into a president's presidency usually all the seats flip and this is like a whatever thing that's actually not true at all it's only true like for him and obama right you know all the history before that completely different for 40 years the dems had the house for 12 years after that the republicans had the house for 16 years the gop here six years dems there it's all over the place this is actually them switching two years in is very uncommon. It happened for Obama because people were really mad that there was a black guy as president. And then it happened again for Trump because people were really mad that some guy is killing a lot of people and putting babies in cages. Somebody the other day, somebody posted something. and then somebody... Really, their, their sins are completely equal. You know, baby cages, being black. I mean, how can you how can you compare such sins? The thing that made me, I think, most annoyed about Obama was like, I don't like how they make fun of his name. Because it's nothing good or clever. They're like, oh, bummer and killery. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I, I, I laugh because of how dumb that is. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know why that just irks me. I'm just like, shut up. Like, Or or Trump saying, Barack H. Obama, okay? The H. Remember what the H stands for, everyone? Mm-hmm. It does yes, say yes, something yes, about our country that asshole. a man named Barack Hussein Obama could win. Just in the national consciousness, because when you hear Hussein, you're like, Saddam. Saddam Hussein. Uh, uh, Hussein in the membrane. 
Uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't know, man. Like, the Democrats took the House. There was some disappointing stuff. Uh, great news. In Florida, uh, felons, former felons, got the right to vote back because they were being stripped of their voting rights in Florida and yeah. then never getting them back. So that's freaking awesome. Right. Their election night was not all doom and gloom with uh, Ted Cruz winning. Like, that was the, the good, the bad, and the Ted Cruz, right? The ugly was Ted Cruz still yeah. pulling out. But the, the good was stuff like... In Florida, like, is it 1.4 or 1.6? 1.4, I believe. 1.4 million people got the right to vote back. So most likely this bullshit with um, fucking Snake Man. What's his name? Scott? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Scott. Rick Scott is probably never going to win again. Now he has a seat for six goddamn years because that's how it works. But he's probably never going to win again because there's way too many people out there now that can vote against him and will not let him continue his reign of bullshit. I will and say... the other election is still not over yet, even though Trump is saying he might get the federal government involved. So he's probably going to try really hard to steal that seat, the governor's seat in Florida. Well, here's the other thing I'm very excited about um, that no one's talking about. There was a major win that happened in Wisconsin. Uh, governor Rick Scott, not Rick Scott, Scott Walker is gone. He lost. Yes. If you don't, if you don't remember Scott Walker, he was the dip that ran for president. He was the guy that is kind of the architect of like taking away union rights and like just a host of other horrible, horrible things. And his ass is now private citizen Rick Scott. Sorry, he Scott is. Walker. And Scott Walker. S Scott Walker. And he's also going to be investigated for his connections to Russian oligarchs. Good. So uh, he could be going to prison. He is the guy that Trump put in charge of finding the uh, three to five million illegal voters from 2016 because Trump kept saying, no, it was Hillary didn't beat me by three million. It was three million illegals voted. That's what happened. Three million people voted illegally. And then that's when he got uh, Scott Walker to go and find those illegals. And after uh, a year and change investigation, he turned up nothing. He found nothing. Yeah. And he didn't, they didn't talk about that publicly because, you know, it undermined their argument. All they wanted to do was stir shit up for a bit and say, oh, there's going to be an investigation. And then they find nothing because there was never anything to find because it was always bullshit rhetoric from the fucking bullshitter in chief. Now, I am a little bit upset because Mueller wasn't going to release his findings until after the um, midterms. And so far, uh, much like a city without Batman, we have not heard from Mueller. And I'm like, come on, dude, drop it. But there's a drop good... Drop it like it's hot. Yeah, there's a good reason for that in that Trump just fired evil Keebler elf Jeff Sessions. I do declare! Oh, the, um, no. The man, oh the so... man America loves to shit on. Everybody's favorite uh, 1800s attorney general is no more. He's a teeny tiny Keebler elf that um, is famous for his cookies and also for uh, hating black people. He's the person that uh, Martin Luther King's wife had written a note of uh, anti-recommendation, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And uh, Elizabeth Warren read before the uh, Senate during his uh, confirmation hearing to show everyone, no, this guy's a racist motherfucker. And McConnell was like, I have to, I had to silence Elizabeth Warren because I told her to be silent and nevertheless she persisted. And he created her new campaign slogan for, good job, turtle. So, uh, uh like, anyway, well, what's, all that aside, well, he is out now. Not even 12 hours after the midterms, Trump is already going after Mueller. He's, yeah. 
he's cutting a path to Mueller and he's starting with Jeff Sessions because if you recall, Rosenstein was only in charge of the inve- was only over Mueller because Sessions had recused himself. So you fire, but you don't have to fire Rosenstein if you just fire Sessions. And because here's the thing, he could have fired Rosenstein, but then the gov- the the Senate gets to, or is it the Senate or the House? I believe the Someone Senate. that's not. Someone that's not Trump gets to pick who his replacement is. But if he quit, Trump gets to pick his replacement. So that's why he fired Sessions, but yeah. he didn't really fire him. He, well, Sessions resigned, but said, you know, I resigned at your behest. I listened, so he was fired, but there's also a resignation, so Trump still gets to replace him. I and listened, replace him with someone that can just bury the whole investigation, and Trump gets away with everything. Not quite, because I listened to uh, Hannity uh, and... Lumpy. Lumpy doesn't even, so that side doesn't even understand. They're just like, well, everybody was crying about Sessions, and now they got rid of him, and they're still angry. And I go, so here's the yep. thing. they No one likes Sessions, and he should have never gotten that job. That's agreed. But here's the thing. We also want to see you follow the rule of law. So now this guy is the uh, acting attorney general, and uh, sure, fire him, great, but not fire him so that you can go after the investigation of yourself. Yeah, uh, Huckabee was also tweeting about that. I saw it because of... Uh... Someone else I follow on Twitter kept retweeting Huckabee. But yeah, it's the whole, oh, liberals are crazy because they don't like him until he gets fired, and now they're defending him. What's up with this? Yeah. It's like, God damn it. You we don't. People, we... They're, they're <laughs> pretending like they don't know what's going on here. They're just being fucking asinine. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing, though. This is probably the worst time, if you were going to impede an investigation... This was probably the worst time to try to impede it because now you've lost control of the house, and also it's mostly well, it's mostly kind of concluded. So like all the work has been yeah. done. Yeah, the work's been done. He definitely has backup copies hidden somewhere safe. They can try to steal all of the indictments and all of the findings and shred it, but uh, it's too late. He can just recreate it. If now they've lost the house, but the house doesn't actually. Sw- flip blue till january that's when all the new people come in and there are legislative days remaining before then it's the lame duck session and you're not supposed to do anything earth shattering but i'm sure they are going to try to do that to protect trump like at the last second before the the democrats can finally begin so this 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 guy that trump has appointed to replace sessions is of course a complete Uh, dirtbag he uh he's He's a criminal. Yeah, he, he, um, he, he used to run a scam <laughs> operation, which he got away with completely, even after the scam operation was shut down for being a scam operation. Well, he ripped off a bunch of veterans of their life savings. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, a oh, party of the troops of the veterans, indeed, right? Yeah, uh, so he's called this a witch hunt, which makes, we've talked before, that makes me mad in my core. All right. So if something is a, oh, they, they like to call it a fake witch hunt, right? So here's yeah. the thing. That's like a double negative. Uh, yes. A witch hunt, by its very nature, means that you're looking for something that doesn't exist, right? Right. So calling it a fake witch hunt means that there are real witches? Maybe that's their way of telling the truth, but in such a way that the deplorables wouldn't understand it? If it's a fake witch hunt, then that just means it's a regular fucking hunt, and that means the game is afoot, you idiots! Exactly, they're telling the truth. It's a fake witch hunt, okay? Lots of witches have been being well, found. Well, the, right, the good thing sad. about Sessions being fired is if he is in any way vengeful, uh, I'm certain that he has some things that maybe he'd like to say to the FBI. He probably will get called 
um, called in because this is also obstruction of justice firing sessions by the way yeah. if anyone's curious yeah yeah this is like new obstruction charges that might get labeled against trump because he is trying to stop the Mueller investigation hence all the nationwide protesting to protect Mueller. if you look at uh what was it uh with nixon the saturday night massacre where he kept trying to fire all the prosecutors everyone's yeah. like yeah this is just like a slow motion saturday night massacre i'm like yeah, like he's trying to he's trying to fire everybody. That's because you can't just eat KFC and then move quickly, all right? That those eleven herbs and spices pass slowly through the arteries. He's got to you know slowly get up and start massacring people. Yeah, I got to say, you know, this guy makes Nixon look positively sexy and fit. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, I mean, at least at least Nixon had a dog he took care of. Trump takes care of nobody and nothing. Maybe someone should get Trump a dog. That would humanize him a lot. He's the very first president in like 150 years that hasn't owned a dog. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it's, well, it's really fucking weird. I you know it's because animals can sense evil. <laughs> yeah, so any dog he gets would just be nonstop growling at him. I mean, I mean, at least he'd have somebody else. He'd have someone what's, else to blame for him pooping on the carpet. What's wrong with Wolfie? Why is he barking? <laughs> That's a Terminator reference. Oh, anyway, I, I didn't realize. I forgot about that. That the dog's name was Wolfie. His name was Max, but he said, "What's wrong with Wolfie?" Oh yeah, because it was he was trying to tell John Connor that his parents were dead, and that was a T one thousand. Dun 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 dun. That was something I didn't understand as a kid. I figured that that um the Terminator just thought that was a dumb name, so he's like, "I'm not going to call him that." What's wrong with Wolfie? And then yeah. But, the T-1000. Anyway. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, man, like, we'll see what's gonna happen. Uh, in other news, Fox News was shooting all over, uh, Alexia, uh, Cortez, uh, cause she just came out, so if you don't know, she's the amazing, it was at the Senate or the House that she's going to? The Senate. She's so the Senator now. She, she was elected, like, the youngest, like, probably youngest the most... female Senator ever. Yeah, so she's like 29, God, makes you wonder what you're doing with your life. Uh, and she was, I think, a bartender or a waitress, and then she ran and she won, and she's going to the Senate, and she came up recently and goes, hey, guys, so just so you know, um, I don't have the money to move to D.C. until my uh, Senate salary kicks in in January. Uh, and everyone was just like, oh, yeah, like, I never thought about that, but things are expensive and regular people don't have money. And so immediately Fox News is like, this shows how irresponsible she is. Who can't afford a penthouse in D.C.? And I feel like I feel like the rest of us are like all of us, all of us can't afford a house in D.C. right now. Uh, I yeah. saw a little bit of argument about people like this shows that she doesn't manage her money well. And I go, Have you ever run what? a campaign? Have you ever run a political she, campaign as a waitress? She lives in New York and she manages bar. Or she waits bars. Peter, you've been a bartender in New York. How well did that pay? Could you have bought a penthouse in New York? I mean, I, New York. in Washington, D.C.? I played for, I prayed for the sweet release of death at the end of every shift, if that tells you anything. Yeah, yeah. That That's what she was doing last year. She Less than a month ago, she bought the first couch she ever owned in her life. Being she a, tweeted about that. Being a bar, she's so cute and perfect, and I'm so, like, I really think that they're making a mistake going after her. Because they've never gone over after her anything substantial. Like they just they go after her like a like the Monopoly man would when he's like, "Who can't afford a gilded monocle? These peasants. <laughs> who, who can't afford to have your slave twirl your mustache? <laughs> peasants like, dude, that's most of us. Fox News. I don't know how to tell you this. Most of your constituency, young or old, can't afford shit. Like old people. Uh, there were stories about them on their fixed income having to decide between like. Dog food for Woofy or human food? 
you know, because they can't afford their medication too, so they'd be like, well, I guess me and Wolfie can share. <laughs> I'll buy dog food and fatten up rations here. It's a sad... All rations needs to stay strong. <laughs> it's a sad obstacle in the pursuit of, uh, of public office that it is so expensive to run and, like, maintain that in a regular life. Yep. I mean, the fact that, like, she's done what she's done is a miracle, and she's wonderful, and she seems like... I'm going to be so mad when she pulls off her mask and she's just Mitch McConnell in, like, a suit. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm now Senator Twyshover. Because, to be know. fair, uh, to go Game of Thrones on this, she she is our Rob Stark, you know what I mean? She is our king in the north, because she is from the Bronx, which is up north. And I'm so afraid that we're going to be like, King of the North, Alexia Cortez! And then, like, something really awful is going to happen to her. Red wedding style? Maybe. I hope not. God, that would be awful, right? She gets invited to the Senate, and then it's just <laughs> then it's just all Republicans with crossbows just shooting her. Yeah, uh, she goes to like put a hand on Mitch McConnell's uh, sleeve or something as like a gesture, and she realizes he's wearing chainmail. <laughs> She's like, "No, no, <laughs> Mitch, Mitch McConnell, why are you wearing chainmail?" It's uh, so I don't get hit whenever the archers start firing. Do 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 do. Um, yeah, that, that's, because I can't believe in anything good anymore. Um, so I, uh, I went in here to uh, look at my notes, and I forgot to look at my notes because I was looking at this chart instead. All right, let me minimize everything. While you're looking at God, charts, to keep everybody updated, uh, some guy shot a bunch of people uh, at a uh, bar in, was it Oregon? No, California. Uh, some ex-Marine white dude went crazy, shot a bunch of people. Uh, there was a synagogue shooting that we talked briefly about last time. Uh, and weirdly enough, I guess a bunch of doctors were talking about the, uh, Thousand Oaks shooting in California, and the NRA was like, stay in your lane! Hmm. Which is real weird, because you would, that's, if you look at a Venn diagram, people getting shot in a public place, that's where the Venn diagram of the NRA and doctors tends to overlap. Yeah, also the NRA is supposed to teach, um, hunting safety, why are they, uh, butting in into law, why don't they stay in their lane? Yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't realize the NRA was just like, yeah, so we teach people how to be responsible public shooters. So, uh, my God, I had, like, a dream team lined up for election night, and what sucks about it... Now, my dream team consisted of both people I wanted to see win and people I wanted to see lose, and nothing happened. Not a single one. It was awful. Straight down the list. Uh, Ted Cruz won. Um, Stacy and the Kemp. Uh, Kemp won. Stacy and the well, Kemp. What a die, what a die, camp. what a die, what a die. One is a beauty, the other's a gimp. <laughs> There's some... I'm sorry, I would love it if it was Stacey Abrams running for governor versus just a gimp, just a guy in a gimp suit. <laughs> well, I mean, he's certainly getting ready to fuck America super hard. <laughs> Bring out the gimp. <laughs> uh... Nunez somehow won again, that memo-writing motherfucker. That's well, he all I have written in He doesn't get to write here. memos anymore now because he's he not... He doesn't. He's not on the House Intelligence Committee because it is controlled by the Democrats. So, yeah, Nunez, take your memos and shove them up your ass. Uh, this is this is just a very depressing list to look at now. I'm going to look away. Oh, I have an honorable mentions list of uh, good things that happened. Um, my... Uh, Oh, shoot, that's right. Uh, a lot of these are just copied and pasted tweets, so, God, I don't, I've got to figure out how to paraphrase I was so them. angry on election night because somebody was like, hey, you should watch the results, and I'm like, okay, and then the same person was like, hey, you should drink some whiskey, and I'm like, mm, okay, and then I was just I, insanely angry for, like, hours until I went to bed. 
I learned back in uh, 2016 not to uh, drink and watch election results because if I had been drinking whenever um, Trump did his um, terrible thing, when Russia elected Trump, oh my God, I would not have been a happy camper. I wanted I'd have been to a very angry Trump. It made me so a very mad. surly Trump. I was trying to put together in my head where I could go at like at night and buy a giant bell and then a sandwich board and just go up and down the streets going, "Bring out your vote." Bring oh, out your votes. No, that's how, that's how uh, drunk and angry I was. Okay, so honorable mentions. Democrat Jared Polis, Polis has won in Colorado, making history as Americans, America's first openly gay governor. Oh, people uh, are going to be so mad about that. That's wonderful. Uh, my quote-unquote thoughts and prayers are with Kim Davis as she lost her election tonight. She lost her election to one of the guys that she wouldn't marry. Really? If you remember, Kim Davis was the county clerk who refused to give uh, same-sex marriage license, thus breaking the law. You know, that's right. Yeah, she's um, she's the terrible person who refused to let gay people get married. She's um, I did not realize that because the only things I saw about who she lost it to was uh, she lost it to a gay wedding cake. I think Stephen Colbert said that or something. Well, she lost. So I never, yeah. ac- so I never actually heard who she lost to. Yeah. So that's good, good. Goodbye. Yeah, fuck her. Look, I always said, you know what? You can have your religious beliefs, and that's fine. But when you take a public office, your job is to officiate all the duties of that public office and to represent everyone in your district. If you don't want to give out a same-sex marriage license, then you have to step down because you are not executing the duties of your office. Like, that's just plain and simple. It'd be like, look, if you're a racist and you only want to teach white kids uh, and be a teacher, well, you know what? You have to teach whoever's in your classroom, so maybe step down from that job then. Yeah, so also, Sharice Davids is the very first Native American ever to be uh, elected to Congress. So that sounds really good, but I'm upset about that because I go, they were here first, and this they're finally being... Like, that's so wrong, like, that that's the first... It took this time. That it took till 2018 to elect a Native American to Congress. Yeah. How long do you think it's going to be before we have a uh, female president? Um... Well, I don't know, man. I mean, right now we currently have a president with no nuts or no balls. So, I mean, does that count to have a, a fat, weird-haired eunuch as president? Ladies have lady nuts, so they have bigger <laughs> balls. Than That's going to be the name of this episode. Today on Those Muggerigers, ladies have lady nuts. <laughs> Actually, I like that slogan. I really want to go to Alexia Cortez and be like, all right, look, I know you don't know me. Uh, and I can see that you're you're calling for security right now, but just let me throw this campaign slogan out there to you. Alexia Cortez, she's got lady nuts. What? Okay, all right, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> please, please stop calling capital security. I think you're wonderful. <laughs> just think about it, lady nuts. She's like, get out of my apartment, I'm cleaning my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Get out of my apartment. <laughs> uh, Democrat Laura Kelly defeats... Chris uh, Kobach as Kansas's or yeah Kansas governor's race. I do. Kansas governor's race. I I do like that Nevada uh, still elected a dead pimp over who else was running in their races. That's also in my um in my notes. Yeah, he won with uh, nearly seventy percent of the vote. Uh, a dead person won in Nevada. Not just a dead person, a dead brothel owner, a dead pimp who died being a pimp. Uh, uh, <laughs> fucking won in Nevada. Nevada, home of Sin City. Makes what I, sense. What I didn't like was people are like, huh, 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 Republicans, or family values, huh, you elected a dead pimp. And I go, look, 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 look. 
Nobody, I don't think it's fair to make Nevada the representation of anybody else but Nevada, okay? That place yeah. is weird. It's, it's like, that's, I don't, you know, I wouldn't, I, I, there's nothing in Nevada that I would ever say is representative of me, and we shouldn't put that on anyone else. That's a whole Nevada thing. I think it's hilarious, but if you're going to go after the Republicans, you can't go after them because Nevada elected a dead pimp Republican. Hey, God, this was this week too. Jesus. Uh, from a... N Changing gears here. This is from pre-election, right? Uh -huh. Or pre-midterm. Uh, from the New York Times magazine, U.S. law enforcement failed to see the, see the threat of white nationalism from the FBI to the DHS to state police. Now they have no idea how to stop it. White supremacists and other far-right extremists have killed far more people since September 11, 2001 than any other category of domestic extremists. Could that... The article not have just said uh, law enforcement uh, doesn't know how to stop uh, white white supremacists because they don't have a mirror. <laughs> a PW Singer national security strategist said, "We're actually seeing all the same phenomena of what's happening with groups like ISIS. Same tactics, but yeah. no one talks about it because it's far right extremism." Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like homegrown terrorism is far more dangerous than any kind of outside uh, terrorism. And I tell you, here's how we deal with it. Just like the way uh, we almost completely. Uh, destroyed the Ku Klux Klan the first time around after the Civil War is uh, we passed tough legislation and we went after them and we went after them hard and we applied the laws and we made it so like the 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 KKK almost completely died out during the Reconstruction at a certain point like they were they were prosecuted into oblivion um, sadly the laws got relaxed and they came back uh, later on I believe in the 20s but the point is. You absolutely can go after far-right extremists. You just have to go after them and make them a priority. You are. But the problem, so, um, the bigger, well, sorry to interrupt. The bigger problem comes, uh, and you hear a lot about this, what ruined a lot of things, uh, like with um, the way the mob was being prosecuted and a lot of the way that law enforcement was working was after 9-11, everything was subverted and pointed towards... Um, you know, uh, Muslim terrorism, uh, and like all of that. Right. So all the, right. they dropped everything, all these court cases and everything were dropped to go after Muslim extremists. Um, and so while that has been happening, you've started to see things that we were heavily prosecuting and working on start to come back like far right extremists and like the mafia and stuff like that. Yeah. Good job. Good job. A lot of Islamophobes. So, um, do you hear about the second, third and fourth mega bomber? No, there were more. There were more mega bombers. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm telling you, there's been so much news in this past week that so many things have just gotten buried. Yeah, that went past my radar. So, uh, BuzzFeed article: Three men convinced of plotting to bomb Somali refugees say they were encouraged by Trump's rhetoric. Oh, so, I saw that. I just didn't pay any attention to it. Yeah. So now they're yeah. using the old Trump told me to do it defense. Uh, three men who, I'm reading from the article here, three men who were uh, convicted, so this is a real thing that happened, right? It's not just like maybe, of plotting to bomb an apartment building that housed a mosque and dozens of Muslim Somali refugees in Kansas were encouraged by President Donald Trump's rhetoric and asked a judge for leniency in their sentencing, their attorney said. And it basically just goes on like that, saying, "Get yeah, your honor, we uh we were convinced by Trump to do this bombing. We're we're doing it for him." But still, that uh that puts us up to four mega bombers. Oh, nice. 
Well, at least they, uh, yeah, at least they got caught. But yeah, so well, they they aren't our best and brightest folks. Well, that's 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 the other problem is like, whatever the highest office in the land can do, it emboldens other people, uh, and it filters down to like the crazy people that are like, well, I heard Jeff Sessions giving me secret messages in my teeth, telling me that I should that I should blow up black people. Like, that's a problem. This message filters down to crazy people, and then they do crazy things. Why that's can't why... they hear his other messages of delicious cookies? Uh, well, speaking of speaking of messages, we talked about this. So in, in, in really interesting news, uh, an angry mob uh, stood outside Tucker Carlson, Fox News host Tucker Carlson's house, screamed a bunch of shit like, we know where you live, and like kicked in his door. Um, his wife was at home with his kids and hiding in a pantry, and so we had a pretty spirited discussion on like the idea of of uh, you know left wing violence. Um, and I think this... you, you were okay with it, right? You were like, "Yeah, we should go after Tucker Carlson." No, I wasn't. I was. Um, I, I was remember you were like, we're... "We should drag him out of his house, squealing like a pig by his feet," and then like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You were like, "We should, we should nail him up." You, you, wanted to, you wanted to take his house apart, board by board, and throw it in the river. Look, that was a lot more fun. Okay, so I said, <laughs> I said, look, I don't. I think we need strategic violence or not violence. I think strategic nonviolence is a better idea. I, I was saying it doesn't really matter if stuff like this happens because they're already painting the left as being violent. Right, and, and then when you are, it emboldens the right to be like, well, you know what we should do? I think we should mail Obama a Christmas card full of explosives. Like, that's what they happens. They were already doing that ahead of time. But they'll do more of it. My my whole point was, look, you shouldn't go terrify Tucker Carlson's family. He's a journalist. Oh, maybe a shitty... No, I'm, he's not. He's, a, he's an opinion guy. He's an opinionist either way. I'll be at a shitty one. Look, don't go to his house and threaten his wife and kids. Go to Mitch McConnell's house. Um, but no, don't go to Mitch McConnell's house, really. I don't, I don't tell them that I did it, or I told you to do it, and don't tell them I did it either. Uh, but right. my whole point was I, breaking R- down his remember, door. Remember, kiddies, it's uh, on Veterans Day. Go out and hunt a vet. That's what Pete says. No, that is not. What, oh my God, I'm, you're gonna get. I'm gonna go to jail. Um, <laughs> I said I think it would have been okay if they went to Tucker Carlson's house while his family was not home and took his house apart board by board and threw it into a river. That would be funny. That would be like a strategic point. But just going outside someone's house and be like, "We know where you live. We'll fucking kill you." That that's not good because. You're, now you're ratcheting up the violence. And my point is, is that with any movement, whatever you do, if you're going to do a violent act, which I discourage, because what one man can do, another man can do, it needs to be planned out, and there needs to be a point to it. Right now, by going to Tucker Carlson's house and threatening his wife and kids, you lose because it accomplishes nothing, but it hands a wind to the right. Right. It's because it was not a violent act. It was a criminal act. No one actually got hurt. It was still... Was they kicked in the man's door. Right. That's um, breaking and entering. I'd be really mad if someone came to my house and, like, you know, spooked my cats by kicking in my door. Well, those are cats. This is Tuckle Carlson's family. Your cats have more value, I believe. <laughs> but no, I think it's bad because now what's going to happen is so somebody threw rocks and threatened Tucker Carlson's family. So now what they're going to do is they're going to they go... Threw rocks? Yeah, they, they busted in his door. His rocks with rocks and feet, and I don't know what else. I wasn't there. I can't. I have to repeat that again and again. I was not there. I do not know what exactly happened. Uh, d- doth protest too much. Yeah. Where, where were you that night, Peter? That's a good question. Probably drinking and watching the election. Um, was that on election night? I don't know. I again, I don't have any any. I don't have any knowledge of this crime. Your, your story is falling apart. <laughs> 
Um, I'm gonna end up, I, I swear to God, I'm going to end up like Stephen Avery. I've been watching Making a Murderer, and they're just going to pick me up and railroad me. But, yeah, the point is, unless the violence is funny or you have a point to it, don't do it because... It's it's the same reason that like we talked earlier about like uh, me and you were talking. So the whole thing with Gandhi and uh, Martin Luther King was they used nonviolence because what it does it it's politically, if you we go try, out and you peacefully still try to do that today. But imagine if you know any uh, any person that Gandhi represented or any black guy ever ever committed a crime and they're like, well, you know, they say MLK is not violent, but look at this video right here of someone who's not him punching someone. How can he say he's not violent if someone else does it? Yeah, but if That's what they're doing with the left today. If any, right. if any so, crime is committed anywhere, they just say, oh, see, the left's violent. Because they learned a lesson from that and they knew that, like, you have to claim public opinion and you have to claim victimhood. So by playing into their narrative, we make them stronger. By going to Tucker Carlson's house and just, like... I, you I don't know, think you can convince the deplorables any more than they've already been convinced. They've I already think, brainwashed everyone. I think there are still decent people that this drives them further away from the middle, which is where you want them, you know? Mm. Because this is all, like, you know, Fox News, I'm surprised that they're playing anything else besides that news story over and over again. They um, might be. I don't watch Fox News. Yeah, but my point is, like, you have to... And that's a problem. You is know like, Tucker Carlson's going to be referencing that every day for the rest of forever, right? Yeah, how like much more powerful... He's never going to start a show without, you know, left today, didn't attack my family, but I'm watching them because they attacked my family once, you know? How much How much more powerful would it have been if they had all gone to Tucker Carlson's house and just brought, I mean, him, brought him pies uh, and cakes and just left letters going, why are you such a dick? I mean, uh, a lady leapt at a CNN journalist, right? She leapt at, him, leapt at him and tried to yank the mic from his hands, and they painted him as being the aggressor. Yeah. Imagine how so, much worse it is whenever. Yeah. So now imagine the left he threw, actually kicks in. Yeah. Tucker so imagine, imagine Jim Acosta kicked in her door and took his microphone back. That's my whole point. <laughs> is it? It hands them a win. It it accomplishes nothing except for the fact that it makes it more difficult for your side to get their point across because now people can go, look at the violent left. Why are you attacking Tucker Carlson? All right. So if any of our listeners are unclear, we um, we stand firmly on the side of maybe kicking his door, but you probably shouldn't. I didn't do it. Pete did it. I wish you would stop. But, <laughs> but I... no, don't, don't, don't actually attack people on the other side. They will... Um... The, the ravages of age will do far worse to them than you could if ever dream. People, if people during the civil rights movement could adhere to nonviolence because it was... So, and that's the reason. You know, people get that mixed up. They don't look at what Gandhi and MLK did uh, as they, they look at it as like they were... Like it was some kind of like... Um, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Like it was some kind of adherence to, to, to peace and, and, and nonviolence, which it was. But more important than that, it was a brilliant political move. Because when you have a bunch of people singing We Shall Overcome and, you know, peacefully walking across a bridge and you see on the news, like, other people attacking them with clubs and dogs, who do you think looks like a dick? Uh, and it worked back then because they didn't have a fake news network just hammering 24-7 propaganda. Nowadays we do have that, and we have video editing, and we have people that can take things out of context, and which they is, can paint which the is, other side as being villains. Right, which is why we so have to be even more careful. Maybe, but I'm just saying that's why I don't think it actually can work anymore. I think it can, but it has to be carefully planned, you know? But it's already too late. It's already happened once. You can never take that back, so they win forever. Well, the end. Well, don't so do it, it doesn't matter what else we do. Don't do it anymore, but also take Mitch McConnell's house apart and throw it in the goddamn river. I just want to see that happen. <laughs> 
that's where he lives anyway. He's a turtle. He lives in a water bowl. Yeah, whatever you gotta do, but, with, but yeah. With his, with his sunning rock. Uh, oh no, my shining rock in the little castle that the goldfish lives in. No. <laughs> my other my other fear is that if everything gets like super violent, uh, and we go to like mob violence, I'm okay with mob violence except for the fact that I don't know if you know this, but I have the kind of face that mobs love to lynch. Yeah, that's uh that's been a reoccurring theme in your life. Yeah, I'm just a guy that like get him. He looks like a guy, and I'm like, no, why? Stop. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't take Tucker Carlson's house apart, brick by brick, and throw it into a river. That wasn't me. I, his wife stopped him before he could get done with the door. But yeah, so I don't know, man. Like I said, what? It's like, yeah. Stop handing the other side wins. They're already really good at what they do. Stop helping them. I. It's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. But yep. Was that our? Uh, was that all of our, our? Was that all of our notes? Are we freewheeling now? Yeah, yeah, we um we've been done a while. I had a few other articles, but I didn't feel like reading them. Ran through our notes. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, man. I was gonna say go out and vote, but it's too late now. So if you didn't vote, if you didn't lo- if you didn't vote in this election, you're an asshole. I'm just gonna put that out there. If you didn't vote, yeah. you suck. Uh, I saw a conversation with a guy the other day online who was like, I didn't vote. I don't care. And it's like someone's like, Well, why did you put this on Facebook? And he's like, Why can I talk about not voting? And they're like, well, why didn't you vote? And he's like, it's a waste of time. And I'm like, but you had time to post on Facebook? And he's like, Psh, opportunity cost. And it's like, <laughs> he was proud of not voting. Uh, and it was like, but the, and the fact that he put on social media just like, it just irked me. It's just like, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's your right not to vote. But also, uh, you know, this is the most important time to exercise your constitutional rights. It really is. Right now is whenever we need to make sure that we can hold Trump accountable because we're already seeing that he's trying to get away with everything by uh, firing the attorney general to appoint a new one who has not recused himself so that he can then fire Mueller and make the whole thing go away. However, the House can appoint a special prosecutor whenever, wherever, however they want. So if he fires Mueller, here's what's going to happen. Nothing. And then January comes around and they rehire Mueller again and they resume. Muller, Muller. Oh, baby, we gotta go. Muller, Muller. Um, yeah, I really, I want to hear from that dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting any day now. Any day now, he might drop the beat. Do you think he just ghosted America? <laughs> just took him. I'm wondering if he's waiting until the house is actually in session in January. So let's say last day of January, he um, drops it all. Or if he's going to indict Trump Jr. before then, because that's many people are saying that's coming first. All I want for Christmas is that. That would be amazing. Well, here's the thing. When he starts going after Trump's family, and you know he will because his family is complicit in his crimes and actively helped him commit them, such as the Trump Tower meeting with Don Jr. talking to the Russians, which we know happened because he released the email saying that it happened. That was a masterstroke whenever like, he was like, oh no, the New York Times is going to release the emails. But if I release them first, yeah. And then they were like, yeah, you know, we didn't have all these, but thanks. Yeah, so here's the thing. We know that he committed a... Uh, we know that he committed a crime because he released the evidence of committing a crime. Just because you confessed committing a crime and put all the evidence out there publicly doesn't mean it's not a crime. It's still a crime. I look he's still forward. going to prison. He's only free right now because he's the president's son. I look f- if he was any other normal human, he would be in prison. I look forward to the tweet storm whenever Don Jr. is is uh, uh, 
indicted. That's going to be No, nice. stop. Take Eric instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be great. Uh, I look forward to it, Mueller. Please, please don't ghost us. Please. <laughs> I'm also worried because Mueller is still a Republican, so what if he was a deep plant? And you think that at the very end he'll just be like, I didn't find anything. Yep. He I, just like opens that... his empty hands and goes, nothing. If, uh, well, that's clearly not the case because of the no-knock warrant on the president's lawyer and stuff like that. And also, this is someone who's always taken his job very serious. And if he was just a Trump toady, he would have said that he found nothing a long time ago. Yeah, he does seem like the kind of guy who could never have any fun. Basically. Yeah. His, um, his, his idea of fun is um, a few non-salted crackers before bed. I feel like his idea of fun is just reading, like, just pages and pages of just, like, reports and graphs. Yeah, you know those um, periodical books in, in libraries that are just, like, they're large, they're green, they have, like, a number on it, and no one has ever touched them since they were put on the shelf? But you're not allowed to check them out of the library, yes. Yes, I, I imagine... Um, Muller, as a hobby, just like picks those up and reads them cover to cover. Yeah, just the yeah. He's just like, oh, I got a new, a new periodical book of graphs. <laughs> and you're just like, God Almighty! Oh, it's the the uh, 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 the agricultural output of Nebraska from uh, 1902 to 1908. Hot read. <laughs> oh, I would be in hell reading that. But he would love it. Um, Actually, I was um, I was thinking about this the other day, and uh, since our episode's effectively over, let me ask you um, Pat's hypothetical of uh, the day. I told you I did not do it, okay? I was not there, okay? I, I sound like Tommy was so... <laughs> so, so, so after you took Tucker Carlson's door I did apart... Not, I did not hit Tucker Carlson. He's <laughs> lying. I did not do it. Oh, hi, Mark. So... <laughs> So let's say you were uh, trapped in a random, very large library, and you could never leave until you've read every book, and you've been cursed with immortality, so now you just have to live in the library and read every book in it, cover to cover, before you're allowed to leave. You miss even one word, you have to figure out which word it was and go back and read it again. Oh, that's not how reading works, because I read like normal people where I chunk it in my brain. I, well... But if you, in chunking it, you skip, skim over a word and it never registers in your psyche, then it doesn't count and that book is considered incomplete. I'd be there forever because I'd never be able to compile books because I don't read word by word. I read sentence by sentence how most people read. Uh, that's not how I read. I, I'm, I'm crazy. But yeah, so that was my hypothetical. It's like, would you ever be able to leave and how long do you think you'd be stuck in that library? I could read every book, but like not if like if I didn't register a single like it, the, or whatever, like I would start over. If I just had to read every book and then write a report, an accurate report on every book, I could do that. It depends on the size of the library. I'd definitely be there for a couple of years, but I could read every book in there and I could write a report on every book. Well, you're not requ required to write a report or remember any of it. You just have to have read it. Oh, if I have to just read it? That sounds worse than writing a report. <laughs> I don't know, man. It yeah. depends on the li like, if it was the Library of Alexandria, I'd probably be there for like 20 years. Like, if it was like our library in Glenville, maybe 10. Maybe less. I could get through that library in under 10 years, I think. I think the one in Glenville would be fun just because they don't have as many periodicals or, you know, the Muller books in there, yeah. right? So that would not be as strenuous or torturous. You could just sort of read a few story books. Okay, that was fun. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I would I would divvy it up where I would go out to take breaks. I would go read from the children's section, and then I would go back to the difficult stuff. I'd basically break the library into three sections, so I read the uh, stuff that I hated the most, like economic reports, then maybe switch over, switch gears, read some children's books, then read some adventure novels, then kind of da 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 like jump back and forth. 
Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Sort yeah. of piecemeal it and go from here to here to here. Pretty much. All right, so uh, I guess that is our podcast for uh, the week. If anyone would like to um, hear more of these, just go ahead and subscribe. Subscribe, uh, like. Uh, and if you go to our YouTube channel, we got we got some haters. We haven't checked on that guy in a while, uh, but we have a we have a Russian bot that is attacking us. Uh, so go on there and tell him how much you love us and how much you hate him and how much he stinks.